You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and recently lost four of his wisdom teeth. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, I apologize in advance if I sound weird today, but... He looked into the future, Dr. Strange style, and the Mavs did not get the first pick, and so now he's very sad. (laughs) It hurts to laugh, but I'm still taking some pain meds. I literally did nothing all weekend with my wife. I tried to watch Doctor Strange, but it was just too strange for me, so I turned it off. Oh, really? I love that. I couldn't, I couldn't get movie. into it, but we watched a lot of movies. Dormammu! Watched some playoffs. It was fun. It was a good weekend, but a lot of pain. But Man, the playoff awesome. game on Sunday, was that even a game? That was glorious. It was a great game. <laughs> of all the people that would watch this game and just love every second of it. I thought it was a great game. Ugh. Yeah. It was a it was an interesting game for sure. But I, I think I mean I think he's coming back. <laughs> I think oh, LeBron boy, is coming yeah. Back. I still have I still think the Cavs are gonna win. I've yeah. been, I originally I thought Cavs in five, but I'll say like Cavs in six now. Like, yeah. I'd be surprised if if LeBron can't beat a Celtics team without Kyrie and Hayward. So we are here a day away from the draft lottery. We're, we're so close to knowing where the Mavs are going to pick. And today is one of the last days that we can do completely hypothetical podcasts where it's like there's just so many possibilities, so many things. So this is what we're going to do today. We're going to do a mock draft for every possible pick that the Mavericks can make. So, for example, the Mavericks p- take... Uh, get the number one pick they have 13.8 percent odds to get that pick if they get that pick who do they take and then who are the next six so we're just basically going with the mavericks can they can get between one and six in the draft so that's the only that's the only spots land in the upcoming nba draft all right so that is what we are going to do today we're going to go through all of the draft uh picks one through six do all the simulations we went through tankathon we got all the stuff i uh, had a little technical difficulty but we are back and Let's go ahead. Let's start with uh, – you want to start with the number one pick, Isaac? So we're going to start if Dallas wins the lottery. If they win the lottery, they get the number one pick. We ran Will through this cry? simulation, and this is what uh, this is what the top six was when we ran this simulation. Dallas got number one. Brooklyn, post-mortem, got number two. They send that pick to Cleveland. Uh, Orlando got three. Phoenix, four. Memphis, five. And Atlanta, six. That's how it rounded out with uh, with Dallas getting the number one pick. Now, if Dallas gets the number one pick, Isaac, who do you think they will take? Uh, Luka Doncic. I'm with you on that one. I, I think they pick Doncic. I think eventually they they talk themselves into it. Do you think that losing on Giannis has anything to do with with Doncic? Like, do you think that that, that kind of clouds the the organization or that they have that in their mind at all? No, I don't think so. I don't think that they look back on that. I think it's just... I think they have to. I, I've you, I've heard them mention him several times in the past. And that whole story came out this year that had come out before of like it was 
Donnie really wanted Giannis and Cuban didn't want Giannis. He wanted to get Dwight Howard. And so they made all those deals to make the cap space. And I think that there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah. I would just say that Giannis has a little bit like the physical nature of Giannis is just insane. Like Giannis could be the best player in the league. I don't think Luca could ever be the best player in the league. And he's almost like the anti Giannis, right? As a player. Okay. Yeah, kind of. I mean, still the same like playmaking wing yeah. type of, but, but he, I just. He's not coming into the league super raw. Like, Giannis was just this physical freak that came into the league and he, all of his skills were super raw. Luca's going to come in, all of his skills are going to be like really defined, but like physically, he's just not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I just think it just comes down to it and to who has the least amount of question marks, like we've said a thousand times. Yeah. And all these guys at the top have question marks. I just think that... Can't wait for the text to come out someday or the tweets. Eventually the tweets will come out. <laughs> um, but yeah, if Dallas lands the top pick, I think that they will go with Luka. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so Cleveland then at two, I think they go with DeAndre Ayton. I think that's pretty easy. I agree. I think they go with Ayton. Then that Orlando, would me, that would make me sick if Cleveland gets a top three pick. By the way, <laughs> what if LeBron leaves? Would you be fine with it then? Uh, no, it's just I get tired of the same. Like they've won the lottery a thousand times, so many like. times. Yeah, they they won it. They had the number one pick three out of four years. That's something. That's there's something. It's just there. stupid. It's yeah. Very stupid. Orlando at three is fascinating to me because they man they've made some real weird decisions so they have they still have bismack they have vucevic still at center which i don't think either of those guys are, are long-term pieces i guess i guess vucevic is kind of like a uh, shrug your shoulders like i guess this is our guy you know at, at five he's I mean, he's pretty good but he's not like somebody you would hit your franchise to then they have gordon who probably should play some five and should be a four but then they drafted jonathan isaac last year and pass on a couple point guards and so, at this point in the draft, we've been talking about the three bigs for so long. We've been talking about Bagley, Jackson, and Bamba. That are, are they going to go big again? Like now, all of a sudden, like their whole roster is just bigs, and they don't have really any guards. So, I have them taking Marvin Bagley because I think they just should just take a guy that can be awesome. You know, like I need a guy that could have a super high ceiling, do something that's different. Uh, I really wanted to. I really wanted to see them take Trey Young here, but I, I don't know if he'll Ooh. go that high. I just God bless if they if they that. if they reach that high for him. Um, I haven't taken Bamba. I think he's a better fit next to Aaron Gordon. I think you could play Jonathan Isaac at the three. Um, and just their ownership, their management group, they just love length. They come from Milwaukee yeah, to where they point. took Thon, they took Giannis, all that stuff. I th- I really think I know in Mav circles there are some people that already have threw this out there, but I really think once we get some pre-draft workouts uh, underway, we get measurements done again and everything. I think Mo Bamba will be in contention for the number one pick. Man, when it's all when it's all said and done, like depending on a team, I think that come draft night, a team could very likely take Bamba over Luca or Aiden and not anyone would be like super shocked about it. Yeah. But anyway, I have me, yeah, I have magic taking Bamba. 
in that scenario. So I, I have them taking Bagley. Then Phoenix would be at four. I have them taking Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, I it's pretty much the same concept you had for Orlando. I just I had them taking Bagley. I think at four you just Phoenix you just you take the best player highest upside. Yeah. And I mean this is the worst case scenario for Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's literally top odds. <laughs> that's literally the last pick that they could possibly get. Then Memphis, same for them. <laughs> they they get number five. And uh, for them, man, so there's weird – now, on on the way I did my draft, I have Bagley gone, Jackson gone, Aiden gone, Doncic gone. That leaves Bamba. That leaves, like, Trey Young. That leaves Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Bridges, both Bridges is. So I had them take – I had them take Mikhail Bridges. Okay. I like that. I think they, I like that I think, a lot. Especially if they feel, you know, they're going to go forward and their, their stars are going to be back. They're going to need a supporting guy. And uh, it's better, uh, do they take Mo Bamba? Like that's the guy probably with the highest upside left on on the board that I'm doing right now or the, the mock. My whole thoughts with with Memphis is if they were not ready to move on from Mark Gasol, they probably wouldn't have picked him over Fizz. Yeah. So it's just like I don't think you can play Mark with Bamba or Aiden. That'd be fascinating. So, That'd be so yeah. interesting to watch. It'd be like a Duncan Robinson thing again. I think Bagley would be the perfect fit for him, but in this scenario, he's off yeah. the board. I think Bagley um, or Bridges or uh, Jackson Jr. I think would be really good for them. I went with Porter. I went. I went with Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I think he would. Um, obviously, the health stuff, but if they clear him and Chandler him, Parsons rehabbing <laughs> together, that would give them a scoring wing that they've always coveted. But if they if they are viewing it as in. Let's bring back our stars. Let's push to the playoffs. Mikel Bridges would fit that, just like you said, and be perfect for him. Then for Atlanta, I had Mo Bamba going to them. He kind of he fell. That's that's kind of falling for him. So I just ended up having uh, Atlanta take him there. Atlanta's the um, the wide open team. Yeah, They're like we'll, I think we'll we'll talk more about maybe each team tomorrow. But like we'll take anything. Yeah, to when some teams are kind of. You could probably try to guess what they would lean towards, but like Atlanta could fit any of these top guys in. So I had Jaron Jackson Jr. going to Atlanta. If the Mavericks got the number two pick, let's move on to this next scenario. This is a, they have a fourteen point two percent chance of getting the number two pick. Uh, in this scenario, we had Phoenix going number one, Dallas going number two, obviously Chicago at three, Memphis at four, Atlanta at five, Orlando at six. So that's how it worked out in the tankathon simulation that we did phoenix number one has to be Doncic. i mean we don't even need to talk about that we talked about that last week uh their new their new coach igor koskoskov and uh he coached him in in uh is it do we do we figure out if it was serbia or slovenia because we keep getting the two confused he's serbian he coached right. the slovenian team right. Doncic is slovenian yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it got confusing. It's very confusing with the, those two countries. So they take Doncic and they don't look back. And then Dallas, I think they take Aiton. See, I think they take Bamba. Man. I think Dallas goes with fit, and I think that Bamba fits their system. I think just everything with that. I know it's probably a little surprising, but I I think Dallas would go with Bamba over Aiton. Yeah. I, I It would be uh, tough. It's either it's very yeah, tough. It's either way, and it's yeah, it, it's a it's a coin flip. I could see either one. I mean, I have Aiden one on my big board, so like, I would want Aiden, even though I love Bamba, love everything about Bamba. Yeah, but I just think Aiden is a 
huge talent. But if you're asking me who I think Dallas would take, I think they would take Bamba. Dallas has never had a guy like Aiton at all. I mean, maybe before I was born, <laughs> you know, like, but they just never had a guy that, that scores that way and that plays that way. They've had guys similar to Bamba, if you want to go like the Tyson Chandler, like maybe yeah. Sean Bradley route. Like, you know, they've had certain, they've had centers like that, but they, you know, not, not to say that he is those guys, but in that mold, um, yeah. So looking back, they can be like, okay, we can fit him in this way and play him this way. Just figuring out how to play with Aiton is going to be just very interesting for them. Even though a pick and roll with Aiton and Dennis Smith Jr. would be, would be oh, nice. That would be. <laughs> that would be nice. Dennis and DeAndre. Uh, Chicago at three, I had them taking Mo Bamba. I just think the fit with him and Markkinen would just be so awesome. <laughs> just such a great fit. Uh, so good for them to, to move up all the way. Bagley to them would just make no sense to me. I, I can't can't see it um, as far as fit with Markin in since they already have a guy. You got to build on that. Jaron Jackson Jr. I could see going to them, but I just ended up going with Bomba. I just think that fit is just a little better. Yeah, and I think Jackson like you're gonna, you're going to see me having Jackson go to Atlanta probably a lot, mainly because Atlanta's so far away, and I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is probably the farthest away yeah. as far as just as a prospect wise. But uh, I in this scenario, I had DeAndre Ayton going to Chicago at three. If Chicago leaps from six to three, man, they're pretty excited in this scenario. And and yeah. I, I think I think him and marketing could work in the front court. Man, if kinda... Chicago gets to three and Ayton is there, yeah. they throw a parade. <laughs> they would space the floor with marketing, put Ayton in the middle. That's pretty nice. That's super yeah. nice. You have to work on your defense, but you can find it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Memphis at four, they get their they get their pick. I think this is the guy that they want in Marvin Bagley. Besides Luca, yeah. I think Luca would fit perfect for him. Yeah, if they but, can't get Luca, then I think their second guy would be Bagley. I agree. I have Bagley here also. Then uh, I also have Jaron Jackson Jr. going to Atlanta at five. Me too. Yeah, I just think that that just works out for him. And then I have Orlando taking Trey Young. I just think that at that You're all point, about Trey Young, man. At, I I just think that it, I I'm. I'm for him. For I only have him going literally to Orlando. That's the only. That's the only team I have. So if he doesn't him. go to Orlando, where does he go? Not in the top six. That that's what I think. Unless yeah. Atlanta gets cute, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I have Mikel Bridges going to Orlando. Getting the length. Getting the length. I think they just stock up on it, and he could play the two three. They could run Isaac or Gordon at the five and play him at the three with them and be super long. Yeah. Yeah, Bridges playing the, the two is kind of sneaky. You don't really think about him as a two very much, but you can play him there for sure. He can he can guard a lot of twos because there's a lot of big twos right now. Like Thompson is a yeah. big two. Like Harden's kind of a bigger two. Yeah. Well, I guess a little bit. but Okay, if uh, let's move on to the next scenario. If Dallas was in the third spot, this is what a lot of people feel like it's going to end up being just gut reaction. It's not necessarily the most um, – the most likely scenario, but let's move on to Dallas with the third pick in just one second. All right, if Dallas has the third pick, this is how the scenario went with the Tankathon simulation. Phoenix got the number one pick, Atlanta got the number two pick, Dallas at three, then Memphis at four, Orlando at five, and Chicago staying there at six. Okay. Phoenix taking Donches. We've already addressed this. We don't have to talk about that. We don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I agree. Atlanta at two. I think they take DeAndre Ayton. Isaac, do you have anything different? 
No, I have Aiden going there also. I think that just works out for them. Then I have Dallas taking your guy, Mo Bamba. I feel like that's just the way that it would uh, it would play out, and that they'll be super happy about that. I feel like that's that's the debate. Like most people have Luca and Aiden at one and two. Yeah. But if Dallas lands at three, or if they land at four, and both of them are on the board, this debate will go on between fans for a long time. Bamba or Bagley. And or Jackson Jr. I feel like he's he's in there for no, a lot stop. of people. Not for you, but I feel like he's in there for a lot of people. Okay. I don't want to say anything about it because he could be a Maverick and I want to be positive about it. But I'm I'm definitely going to be a little bit more worried if we take him over Bamba or Bagley and they're both still on the board. That would that would be rough. You're not in on the Triple J's. I like him. I just, I'm just not as you wear J's every for a guy that wears J's every single day. I'm surprised you're not in on the the triple J. <laughs> I don't wear them every single day. I love that I'm making Isaac laugh when he just can't really laugh right now. It's kind of, it kind of hurts. I feel like a toy soldier. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm killing. I'm literally killing him by making him laugh. <laughs> I have Bamba going to Dallas at three. Also, yeah, and then I have Memphis taking Jackson Jr. Ooh, just decided no. to just decided to switch it up. <laughs> I was gonna say I have Memphis taking Bagley. I think they would love to get Bagley. Yeah, I could see that going that way too. Then Orlando at five is kind of interesting. Uh, I have Bagley going to them there again. Um, I have ja- Jackson Jr. going to Orlando, and then I have the Bulls taking Porter Jr. Jackson Jr. and Isaac together. That's a that's a pre- and Gordon. Then that's a pretty good. That's a really good defensive front court. Yeah. Yeah, you need some you need some shooters for sure. But Jackson can shoot a little. Gordon Shoney can shoot a little. Isaac, I'm sure, has been working on his shooting. Yeah, that's I have. an interesting team. <laughs> You're always working on your shooting. All right, let's move on to the next scenario, which is Dallas at the fourth pick. This is how the scenario worked out. Memphis got the number one pick. Phoenix at number uh, two. Atlanta at number three. Then Dallas at four. Orlando and Chicago remained at five and six so dallas just moves down one memphis moves up atlanta moves up uh memphis takes luca and they get super excited about it they throw parade their tanking worked out they're very excited and uh bickerstaff keeps his job (laughs) bickerstaff keeps his job he did um yeah this that was kind of surprising to me yeah um luca would fit perfectly in memphis alongside mike conley Everything with that fits great. And just him and Gasol, I feel like, would be so good together. I would feel bad for him moving over to go straight to Memphis. But you think he would gain any barbecue weight? <laughs> like Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol lost it. So. No, not Mark. <laughs> Luca, not Mark. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. But he would fit perfect. We both have Aiden probably going too, right? Yes, yeah. I have Aiden too going to the, the Phoenix Suns. The Arizona guy stays home. And then at number three, I have Marvin Bagley going to the Hawks. Ooh, I haven't taken Bamba. You just love Bamba. I do. And then I have Bagley going to Dallas. I have Bamba going to Dallas. So we just have those two flip there. Okay. See, Atlanta's Atlanta, like you said, they're so wide open. They need the guy with the, the highest, you know, just guy that can sort of take over for them. And I don't know if Mo Bamba's the guy that can take over. Like, they don't, they don't have anybody... That has takeover ability, you know what I mean? So yeah, they also need to sell some tickets. <laughs> I could see that. I think Bagley sure. sells a little more tickets than Bomba would. Come see you the know, guy with really long arms. <laughs> <laughs> then I have, um, yeah, I have Jackson Jr. going to Orlando at five, and I, then <laughs> I've been taking Trey Young. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, you're all about that pick. Just just for them. 
You know, something just off the top of my head, how some of these picks play out on Tuesday night, I wonder if teams will get locked into their guy and that will be doing that will do whatever it takes. Like we've talked about Phoenix. Like what if Phoenix gets locked in on Luca but they don't yeah. land one? What if Memphis gets locked in on Bagley but they don't land it like two or three? Would that allow a team like Dallas to move up from like four or I don't know. It just I just wonder how all these this these top like four or five teams, if they all stay together, how that will play out. Because from our point of view, there's some logical fits Bagley and Memphis Luca and you know different places like that a team like Atlanta can go anywhere like I could see Atlanta moving down from a top spot I could see move, <laughs> trying yeah. to move up like, you know stuff like that it's just there's so many scenarios that could play out on it's, Tuesday night it'd be especially interesting to see which teams like show their hand you know what I mean like we really yeah. love this guy and and there's always this we saw this in the NFL draft this year where like oh the Patriots are moving up to take Baker Mayfield you know where you just see this like teams just show their hand but it's either a smoke screen or it's actually real or what they what agents tell you know reporters and it re- you really at this time of the year like right before the draft you really see which reporters are kind of getting played by agents <laughs> you know if you, yeah. see, if you see a guy like report that a team is just in love with this prospect then it might not be totally true you know yeah and you see like and you like we've talked about like luca like what if his camp tries to force his way to memphis i mean to, to phoenix or something yeah and we saw like last year didn't like josh jackson you know he didn't want to go to like one of those top ten, like Boston or whoever it was, and he didn't take the visit there. And yeah, like it was just he wanted to go to Phoenix. He wanted to, you know, drop a little. Like there's just there's so much stuff like that that goes on behind the scenes. I just wonder. It's we're just ready for Tuesday night. But anyway, hey, hey all the power to those guys too. They they, <laughs> I'm uh I'm in the process of looking for a job. Can you imagine if just like you had to go just wherever somebody was like, hey, you have to go here. <laughs> You know, like yeah. you're just in this pool and then all of a sudden they're like, all right, you're drafted, you know, and now yeah. you have to go. So like, they're like, man, this is in the military. <laughs> move, move anywhere across the country. Right. Just uproot everything and just move on over. Sometimes these guys have never been to this place. Like, I don't think yeah. Dennis had been to Dallas once, he said, for a basketball tournament. He said he never left the gym. <laughs> so like, he had been here one time and now he just lives here. Yeah, it's wild. By the way, there's a 23.8% uh, chance for Dallas to get the fourth pick. That's the second best odds of any pick, which I think still would be a great spot for them to end up. But there's really not a bad spot for them. Uh, Four is the cutoff. Like, <clears throat> if you have to tear them up, like I, like top four picks. Skin, Jeff Skin Wade tweeted at me the other day and was like, hey, if we land anywhere in the top four, I'm super happy. Yeah. And I agree. And he has a top four that we do with Bagley, Bamba, Aiton, and, and Luca and – like that, if you land in the top four on Tuesday night, you're super happy with however it plays out. Yeah. After that, I mean, depend on your opinions, Jackson and Porter and all that stuff. But top four, I'm ecstatic. So moving on to the pick that Isaac would not be ecstatic about. Moving on to the number fifth pick. Let's talk about that scenario in just one second. Okay, in this situation, Orlando vaulted all the way up to the number one pick. Phoenix got two. The Clippers came out of nowhere and jumped up with uh, with one of their picks. It, it was actually their own pick. Jumped all the way up. They they were an above 500 team. They had 
a uh, 2% chance to get in the top three, and they did. So they move all the way up to three. And uh, then Memphis at four, Dallas at five, and then Atlanta at six. This is a, a very interesting scenario that I is not very likely. Like I said, 2% chance that Clippers get in the top three. Uh, I had Orlando taking Luka at one. I feel like that's a pretty pretty good obvious yeah. pick for them, even though he doesn't really have the length they want. But Nah, but they need a ball handler super bad, and he would a be dude like – that can score. Yeah, and he would fit alongside of them and everything. So, yeah, Luka. Then I have uh, Aiton going to Phoenix at two. They're pretty satisfied with that. Then the Clippers is very interesting, but I think Bagley would just fit so well for them, especially if if DeAndre and there's there's been talks by by people that that know more than us that DeAndre might pick up that player option because I don't know if he's going to get more he get more than what he's you know more than that player option now in the open market. Whereas even like. This past summer, people were like, "Oh, he's definitely turned that down, getting a long term deal." Like, yeah. Now we have now we have no idea if that's going to happen because of not necessarily because of the way he played, but because of where the money is going to be this summer and how teams just aren't going to have cap space, you know. And a team like Dallas is one of the few teams that's going to have caps like massive cap space this year, and they're probably not going to sniff him. I mean, <laughs> just just for you know, uh, like probably optics reasons. Yeah, and that's and I think it's beyond like money too for a team for a guy to pick up an option to go the other direction is you know they don't have any control over getting traded you know if deandre sitting back saying you know should i pick up my option and guarantee my money but they put my name on trade rumors last year they could send me anywhere or do i opt out take a little bit less money but get to choose my next home yeah so i'm saying so it's like and that's deandre jordan who has never left la and he tried to once obviously we all know that well but uh he tried to once and then ended up going all the way back so so yeah so that's what could go into some of these guys thinking of hey if we if i do opt into this last year i get that money but that team could turn around and flip me in a heartbeat and i won't have a choice to go to Utah or wherever it's at. I don't think Steve Ballmer could flip DeAndre Jordan if he really tried. I feel like even even with enough self defense classes, I don't think he could do it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I I'd have him taking Bagley. <laughs> yeah, I have him taking Bagley too. Then Memphis at four, I have him taking Jaron Jackson Jr. I feel like that just works out. And then Dallas gets their guy at five with Bamba. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I had Porter Jr. going to Memphis at four, and then Bamba at five, and Jackson Jr. to Atlanta. That's interesting because I had Porter Jr. going to Atlanta at six. Okay. Yeah, we have those two flipped. We have the juniors flipped. Flipped. That That is uh, an interesting scenario, especially with the Clippers, which we already mentioned. But uh, Dallas moving down a couple spots. You just at that point, that point is, you know, how we were excited when the, the final, you know, the final game of the season and then the tiebreaker where we were saying, man, now we don't have to worry about, okay, we have to see if this team takes a point guard, or if this team takes a, a wing and make sure that as long as there's this many guys left and, and if Dallas goes down to five, then we're kind of at that point, you know, and then we're kind of at like, okay, just make sure that enough teams above us take, you know, certain guys yeah. and that then we're in that scenario. But anywhere above that, like like skin wade and like you were saying, that's it's gold territory for sure. It is, and I think <clears throat> you ask yourself, you know, this I'll ask you now, like what team do you have Tankathon pulled up in front of you? I do. Like what team in the lottery would you cause I've I've had Luca at one and you have also the whole time. Um, 
what team in the lottery would not take Luca first? Or like, would you not think, or you think would think about it more? Think about not taking him one? Yeah, out of everybody in the lottery. I don't know if there's anybody. Because I only have like four teams that would really like think about it. Like, and even, like I have Atlanta, and I just said that they would think about it because they just need everything. So they might take like yeah. an Aiton or something like that if they're at one. I think the only like super a, weird fit oh, would I, be oh the, a team like the Sixers. Yeah, but who else did they take? I mean, if they land one, yeah, I guess they could. I guess they couldn't take Aiton because Aiton and Bead. No, that, that doesn't happen. work. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they could go with Bagley. Maybe I think a weird fit for Luca would be Sacramento because that's Fox, a weird fit for everybody. Well, Fox just can't play off the ball, and. Yeah, like, like the way we've been talking about Luca and Dennis, like Dennis can play off the ball a little. You know, we we, yeah. we saw them try it and experiment with it, but Fox is just he's in another camp of like I don't even think that they would try that. And like Dallas has like Dirk at center. Like we have other spacing options. Like they yeah. have Willie Cauley Stein. They you know and Fox like that Zeebo. would just be a weird yeah Zebo that'd be a super weird fit for Luca, but. Yeah, I mean, I put Dallas in that group too. Like, yeah, they would just because just maybe. we we have a huge gap at the center spot also. So, and I put Cleveland. Yeah, they they would probably think about, it, especially if LeBron's coming back. I think they would still do it. I don't know. I think if Cleveland lands one, that they would take Aiden. Well, if you look at the game now, yesterday, as you guys are listening to this, if you look at the game yesterday, what do they need? They need a guy that can make a shot, a guy that can actually hit, knock down some shots, create his own offense. They just don't have anybody like that. They have dudes that should be able to do that, and you know Hood and Clarkson, and you know J.R. Smith should be able and to. Larry Nance Jr. Stop! He's crazy. <laughs> create his offense. Isaac just hurt himself with that joke. <laughs> He's killing himself right now. Okay, listen. If if Cleveland takes this, like selects a player under on. On June twenty first, whatever. Yeah, I think LeBron is not coming back, which I don't think he is anyway. But oh, you I think, think the, if they don't trade the pick? Yes, if they don't trade the pick, then LeBron's gone. I just yeah, don't. I so. With the way this team is set up now, they need so much more help, and I don't think LeBron comes back to the same roster. And the best way to upgrade is to trade the pick. All right, let's move on to our last scenario. This is Dallas at six. There's only a 4.5% chance of this actually happening. And this is this is kind of a wild scenario. Uh, if you look at I think, the, I think Dallas would would riot the streets. I don't know if enough people would know or care, but definitely the, the people that listen to this podcast would riot for sure in the streets. <laughs> this is how the scenario worked out in Tankathon. And this took me the longest time. This probably took me about 10 minutes just sitting on Tankathon, just hitting hitting like a sim lottery, sim lottery, sim lottery, just waiting for Dallas to end up at six. The number one bit goes to Chicago. Number two goes to Orlando. The Clippers flew up again and got number three. Crazily, I, that's just the scenario that worked out. Then Phoenix and Memphis and Dallas all just slide down as far as they all possibly can go. Yeah, this would just be a, a nightmare. That's devastating for three different cities. <laughs> yeah, Suns or Phoenix, Memphis, and Dallas. Yeah. Actually, I didn't say Chicago a while ago, but actually in this scenario, I have Chicago taking Aiden over Luka. You don't think that they would? Yeah, that, it's an interesting you're immediately putting marketing and like 
Okay. I think eight, I know Aiden's not great defensively, but Markinen and Luca out there together would be interesting. Yeah. They could they would, be, they would work for sure, but I don't know, they could go either way. Yeah. Yeah, that is an, I think I have them I still have them taking Luca, but I could definitely see them considering going Aiden. Cuz there are certain teams you're just like no way. They would just go straight up Luca, but Yeah. Like like Phoenix, obviously. Uh number 2, I have Orlando taking DeAndre Aiden. Uh, I just think of that it works out for them. That that fit is not super great, but they just need a dude that has super high upside and maybe they trade some of those other guys that they have eventually. Uh who do you have Orlando taking? Aiden? Uh no, I have Orlando taking Luca. Okay, so you, we have them flipped. Um yeah. could could definitely see that as a scenario. Clippers I have again taking Marvin Bagley. We already sort of talked about that. I agree. And then uh Phoenix taking Jaron Jackson Jr. I haven't taken Bamba. Then I have Memphis taking Michael Porter Jr. And then I have Dallas taking Bamba. I have Dallas taking Jackson Jr. at six if they land at six. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that scenario too. Who do you have Memphis taking then? Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Okay, so we're the same there. The only thing we have flipped is the top two and then Jackson and Bamba flipped between Phoenix and Dallas. Yeah, and we still, like, I don't want to be a broken record on this, but we still preface this about Michael Porter Jr. Until we get any type of update, he's going to be, at least for me, he's going to be in that seven range right there on the cusp of that that group of players. But... I mean, over the next month, he could have some crazy reports come out, some medical teams clearing. He has some crazy videos, different stuff, and he could move up into that three, four, five range. Yeah. So I just can't put him any higher than six or seven right now for anybody. Especially for some of these teams like in Orlando, like uh, you know Chicago, teams that need guys, not Chicago as much, I guess, but teams that, that need a guy that can actually just score, You know, that can just straight up yeah. score. Memphis, for sure, is one of those teams that just need a guy. Memphis, that can... Atlanta. Cleveland, I even think, I think could even yeah. be in that category. Uh, Orlando, we mentioned Atlanta, yeah, like all these teams. Dallas, I think, still uh, just need a guy that can get some buckets, and he would definitely be that guy. So there you go. Those are the scenarios. I'll probably just post this with mine, uh, the ones that I have, I have uh, like sort of mocked out here. I'll, I'll probably throw those in the uh, the post that I do with Moneyball. Uh, and put that on the uh, the post there so you guys can go and review some of those and see what we think will happen with these scenarios. So, uh, Isaac, you got any more questions for me? As we, uh, Man, tomorrow. Tomorrow is, is the lottery day. We're finally going to know tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh, the day that we've all been waiting for. We're going to do uh, – we'll have a pod coming out uh, tomorrow. Or, yeah, we'll have a pod coming yeah, out tomorrow. Yeah, normal time tomorrow, yeah. Normal time. We'll do, like, our final – uh, pick predictions of the order we think it will be. We'll talk about teams we don't want. We do want in the top three. It would be cool or not, and I don't know, just different scenarios. And I think it. I think we'll talk tomorrow too about just the impact that where this pick could land that it could have on the franchise for the next yeah, you know, decade. Because I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge night. So this is gonna be the highest that they have ever picked. Uh, since I don't know, like the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I mean Jason Man. Kidd, I guess. Number two. Yeah, Kidd McGuire back in the day, but it should be fun. We're looking forward to it. Then we have, we're gonna watch the draft lottery together on Tuesday night, record live while we do that, and 
do an instant mock and just everything. Yeah. Then and everything everything will be on the table then. We'll probably post that one as soon as we're done with it. We probably won't wait around to, to post that one. We'll just go ahead and, and post it whenever we're done. Isaac and I will be together. We'll be grilling out. We'll be, uh, be having a good time. Heck yeah. I'm excited about that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. And again, Lotto Night tomorrow. Peace out. Boom. Boom.